This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 22nd edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down a semi-quiet 2018 NBA draft. We expected a lot of trades to go down. We did have some, but no real earth-shattering trades. So we're going to break down the new guys, the new position battles, all that good stuff, the fantasy impact, winners, losers, and so forth. We're going to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? And so much for them not tipping the draft picks last night. Uh, <laughs> that was seriously the best part of the whole like. We were as for NBA draft for the Rotor World crew. We're pretty much like ready to go. We have all the, everything super coordinated for how we post everything in order. But the whole time we're just like making jokes about the Woj lasered in. They have a laser on Amphrey Simons. The the Jazz have no plans not to take Grayson Allen. That was Woj. That was his favorite one. There were so many good ones. They're infatuated with. I was waiting for like captivated with, and we made all sorts of silly ones. Yeah, like, I love I love the cat and mouse game that they were playing right before the draft started. Like Woj broke like the first pick, then Shams did the next two, and then Woj like, all right, let's just t- post the top picks. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, the bets were off. Yes, uh, Scott Van Pelt asked him about that, and uh, he didn't quite say it, but he's like, we appreciate your competition. Like he knows it's it's on. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. What's up, Shams? Shams and uh, it's like uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. Shams. <laughs> Wonder if they get along, honestly. I imagine they champs. do. Yeah, probably. And they were, I mean, they were. It's pretty much his protege, I guess. Right. But um, yeah, that was that was just so good. That was that was definitely the highlight of the night. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Uh, so besides that, let's talk about. Um, yeah, again, just the lack of trades. I thought that was a big story. We it, right before the draft, Mark Stein was like, "Oh, it was." They were thinking Kent Bazemore, and. Three for West Matthews and five. Like, oh, Hawks are going to move some guys. You know, these other players trying to, these good teams trying to shed salary. They thought they Chandler Parsons, exactly, yeah, for Chandler, example. The Chandler Parsons thing as well didn't really go down. We didn't see really any salary dumps. Um, mm-hmm. That could change, obviously, because I mean, these guys are pretty good. Maybe they could, they're on the same page. Maybe they draft. Like the Clippers, we'll talk about in a second. I mean, they did not draft for need, <laughs> so um, it, it's not that's not done yet. But um, yeah, I was just that was one of the other big storylines. And I gotta say too, some of these teams had some shocking drafts. We're gonna talk about that in a second. But uh, real quick on that salary thing, for an example, uh, Net when they uh, dumped Dwight Howard, that opens uh, cast space for them to acquire another pick. Maybe use Dinwiddie as bait. So yeah. hope they do something there. Yeah, we'll talk about Dwight in a second. Obviously, Jared Allen is back on the hype train. Choo choo. Um, so let's talk about some quick winners and losers. We're just, we try to narrow it down to one. Uh, so who was your biggest winner from the draft? Uh, we could, we'll, we'll go with team. We'll talk about, obviously, players and fit in a second. I got to go Dallas is the big winner of the night. You? Yep, completely agree. I mean, you're, you're talking about a weak 2019 draft, and they basically gave away their 2019 pick to move up two spots. And the, um, it's basically going to be the 10th pick in the 29 draft, probably. 10 yeah, to 14, maybe. maybe. Protected. Um, yeah, and so even Dallas was saying like we hope it conveys 
next yeah. year. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're talking about. I mean, sure. I, I think I think I actually, if you would take it, Bomba, it wouldn't look as bad. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, um, uh, we both agree. Most people agree that most people that follow on Twitter think Doncic is the best player in the draft. And, yeah. I mean, he's going to be maybe in, over the next like six or seven drafts, maybe top three or four. You know, so to trade a guy who's a major question mark um, yeah. or whatever else, plus. Yeah, I mean, sure, you make picks. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell and Booker and these guys that go late lottery, but nine times out of ten, you're getting a back-in-the-rotation guy there. So yep. to get a guy for a franchise-changing guy, it's just wild. Uh, I, I love what that totally worth the risk to give up the, another what should be a top-ten pick. And I can't imagine a better landing spot for Donkage than Dallas. I mean, yeah. he's just going to fit perfectly. As he's gonna, Dirk's going to have to be his mentor. Carlisle is one of the best basketball coaches in the NBA, so I love the fit. Yeah, so for loser, I'll go first, as you could probably expect. Uh, I picked Atlanta, man. Uh, I like what they did after the first pick um, with the, with the Trey Young thing, but I, I just can't take Trey Young there, and we'll yeah. talk about that in a second. But I, I just don't like that. I don't like. I just. I, I really view Doncic highly, so it's pretty simple as that. Right. Uh, for me, obviously, Atlanta's a big, uh, big loser, but I gotta go Charlotte and Clippers. I thought they both made big misses on Michael Porter. Like, I get he's a big risk, but. You're, these are these teams are fighting for mediocrity every year. Like, take a gamble on uh, one of the players with the highest ceilings in the draft. I can't imagine passing up on Michael Porter Jr. at 11, 12, and 13. Yeah. That's just bad. We'll talk about him in a second. I, I could see it, but, um, okay, we'll talk about that. Let's kind of just go down the line here. The okay. Suns, uh, so we'll, we'll put all these Suns picks together. They had a pretty impactful draft, mm-hmm. um, filling really across the board. They got themselves a franchise center. A pretty good fit, uh, three and D guy, much like uh, adds more range than TJ Warren, and he could play the four. We've seen them go super small at times. Josh Jackson can play the four as well, so there's definitely room for Michael Bridges to get minutes. And then they drafted uh, Eli Akobo, who I thought was a pretty solid pick. Which that raises a couple questions. So let's talk about the players that are affected here before we talk about these rookies. Two players jump out to me. I think Tyler Ulis is probably gone. Um, yeah. They could cut him with really no penalty uh and marquise chris has got to be on the block uh tj warren also comes to mind guys mm-hmm. getting up there they're gonna have to pay him soon so um you know down the line a little bit he's got under contract for i think a couple more but at this point like it seems like he's getting kind of getting phased out i don't know if it's injuries or what but warren's been solid but i guess maybe the lack of threes uh, yeah. and because it, it, he just changes the the floor spacing so much he's like he's a great cutter we know that but yeah definitely some holes it- to his game and they've been talking about moving him to the bench since the All-Star break last year. Like, it's it's bound to happen. That's what we were, saying, like, even what we were yeah. saying last summer. We were like, move him to yeah. the bench. But they like Josh Jackson a lot more, and I think they're going to like Mikhail Bridges more just for the the mystery factor, too. So they're going to give him a chance, I think. Much better catch. Phenomenal catch-and-shoot three guy. Can't really do much mm-hmm. off the bounce, but that's fine. They have Devin Booker, um, who's going to be running the offense more. He's kind of a winner here, too, because uh, Kobo is he's not quite as skilled as a ball hander but he had 7.2 assists overseas um he's got decent size so he's yeah gonna come 44 over point on, game too yeah he's gonna come over so um definitely got to keep an eye i think he's you know probably maybe 16 team 20 team radar but um yeah that, that was my favorite second round pick you're talking about the a chance to start maybe even right away yeah you knew whoever the suns took i mean when all those kind of wings came off and mm-hmm. it's like oh the sun's gonna get a good pick whether it be a kobo carter um 
Diallo, there were a bunch of guys that they could have grabbed. Bruce Brown maybe on the wing who wants to play some point guard too. So they had a really good selection there, and they came through. Um, okay, so I mentioned Marquise Chris briefly. Dude, he's got to he's got to be on the block. Um, I don't know if they it's, it's got to be Bender or Chris, right? Like they yeah, have too it's much be forward. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like they're both gonna get paid the same year. They almost got drafted the same year. So, um, but I think I think they're gonna see who shows up to training camp. You know, like who mm-hmm. come, who shows up ready. Yeah, well, it's worth mentioning. Chris has been with the team a lot, and I've mentioned this before on a podcast. Ryan McDonough listed his young core players. The first time he mentioned Chris, didn't mention Bender. The second time he mentioned Chris and Bender um, hmm. when he had a big press conference, call it a month ago. So I thought that was interesting. And Chris has been around the team for pre-draft workouts, so he's doing well um, as far as off-court stuff goes. But Okay, who would you take, Chris or Bender? Probably Bender. I'm taking Chris. Yeah. I think Bender's. I think Bender's shocking. He's so raw. Like we knew he was, and so was Chris too. But yeah, I don't know. Now that you have Aiden, I think I'd rather have a guy who's more reliable as a floor spacer on offense. And I don't yeah. trust Chris's defensive impact for how often he fouls either. I don't trust Bender on defense either. He's just a traffic. Defense. He's just a traffic cone. Yeah. So it's I, I could go either way. Uh, yeah. Depends on what they want to do, but I think Bridges is going to be better than both those guys. Right. So, and again, Completely small agree. balls. They, they want to go small for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that kind of covers Devin Booker affected. Anybody else affected from this situation? Justin, uh, sorry, Josh Jackson. Um, if anything, I'm I'm more uh, apt to draft Booker after this draft because Suns are actually going to be kind of decent. Yeah. Might win 20 games. <laughs> They're going to be really offensively based. So yeah. Booker has a pretty solid guy to pick and pop with. Rollman, I think he's going to have a pretty good amount of assists, maybe like the way we saw DeRozan. We saw Booker's assist rise last year anyways. But yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to like five and a half, six, man. I hope so. We just got to see if the steals come up. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing with him. Missing. Efficiency came up, getting the line more. He's definitely, he was so young, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving to the Kings. They went with Marvin Bagley. Apparently they were looking at him for a long, long time. And we saw the Doncic thing pop up because he played well when the the ACB title, all that, so and so on. Bagley's going to be good, man. I mean, we bash him for his defense, yada, 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 but other guys have yeah. been drafted with defensive holes, i.e. Kevin Durant, and like they worked out kind of okay. So yeah. I'm cool with this, but it's obviously, I mean, they've drafted so much front court guys. Like, Scal, I think they've given up on. Um, yep. They've kind of, Willie Cauley-Stein is just okay. He's like kind of Tyson Chung or light. Doesn't have yeah. much offensive impact. His defense isn't even that great to me either. So he's moving down. I'm not drafting him either. Uh, and then also the other story yesterday was Mark Spears. And there were some kind of hints coming along that Harry Giles is quote-unquote secretly looking good in camp, which makes sense. They rested him for a year. He wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to come back in January. They're like, oh, let's shut him down. And he's moving yep. on. And we said this probably, like, what, three or four pods ago where, like, yo, Harry Giles is a solid last-round pick. And yeah. that's pretty good now. I mean, they're going to roll Duke Duke up front. And it's kind of wild how the Kings have totally changed the narrative. They used to go all overseas guys, and now they are really keying in on, you know, big school players. We thought they were going to go Duke Duke back to back, but with Gary Trent. But that pick was traded to Portland, who we'll talk about Trent in a second. But um, Bagley's fantasy impacts, and, and anybody else that you want to add or mention? Yeah, he's instantly top three, top top four in fantasy, just because you're looking at a guy that could be 18, 10, 20, and 10 right away, and that's. And him next to Giles is such a good fit, man. You're t- Giles is like a top three talent if you take away all the injuries. Number one. He was number one high school prospect before he went That's right. injured. Yeah. 
So I'm really excited about that front court. I think Willie Colley Stein might get phased out a little bit. I wouldn't draft him now. Yeah. Scal Abissier, I'm worried about him. I don't think that they're they're that high on him anymore. They were talking about dumping Scal for like a second rounder last year, if you remember that. Yeah, like, he's on he's he's off the board now. Yeah, they're not high on those two guys at all, but they really like Bagley and Giles, so Yeah, and one other thing too that was worth mentioning from uh Jason Jones, who does a good job at the Sacramento B, he had said that the reason, one reason why they didn't take Jonchich is they didn't want to take the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hands. So, oh, God. Yeah, so I thought, I mean, I don't think Fox is that great. If you take away his three or four late clutch shots, he had a pretty bad season last year. But yep. I mean, he's kind of raw, so I, I think kind of by not drafting a point guard there, I think that helps Fox's value. Um, I yeah. was still rather, I, I was at a, a crossroads when we did that last mock looking at DeJounte and Fox. And I was mm-hmm. pre- I was trying to convince myself to take Fox, but I couldn't do it. But I still, even with um, Fox being a slight winner, um, the way the NBA is going, how does he not want more than one ball handler? That's just right. The one of the worst quotes I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bogdan's fine, um, Buddy's fine. But, yeah, um, I mean Buddy's Buddy actually kind of grew as a ball handler a little bit. I think he really finished yeah. his snitch. He, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, again, he was awesome. Really, consistency yeah, was, was tremendous from him. Okay, moving on. So we talked a little bit about. The Doncic and Trey Young thing. Let's kind of focus on the fantasy side of this. Uh, I think this is a great fit for Doncic. Um, Carlisle, we know he's a little bit apprehensive to play rookies, but we haven't really seen a rookie that has this much professional experience. Three years of pro experience, and obviously he's at the top of his game winning MVPs and so on. Mm -hmm. So where does Doncic fit as far as drafting? You took him in the mock. Um, I think what, I took what, him six rounds. Yeah, he took him at the turn on six seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, him and JJJ I took there. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to do that again. I'm yeah, for sure. Earlier now. Yeah, I think he's going to be late, late fifth. Um, yeah. Late fifth, early sixth. Uh, this guy can do it all. Great shooter. I think he's going to have. Even if he plays on the wing, which he's going to, they're going to, like you said, they're going to play multiple ball handlers in the NBA nowadays. It's just the way the league has grown. So yeah. he's going to play next to DSJ. Uh, we'll see what happens with guys like J.J. Bray, Yogi Ferrell wants to come back, he's free agent and so on. But, yeah, great fit. I mean, this team's going to be pretty thin. They're going to obviously go smaller more. They're going to play Harry B. at the four. I think they're going to go with a lot of three-guard lineups. They obviously want to trade Wes Matthews when we saw that rumor coming around. They're mm-hmm. not going to be able to get off that salary when he picked up his option and all that. But, yeah, um, they're probably going to phase out Wes eventually, even though he's been pretty solid for them. And they're going to uh, be in the market for a free agent center, too. And they're looking at DeMarcus Cousins. They may take yep. a look at Randall. And, obviously, DeAndre Jordan, if they want to revisit that. Yeah, I don't know if they want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's also a good point, too. And they had mentioned that uh, Donnie Nelson, their GM, had mentioned that, yeah, he was kind of hinted that they're going for a center in the draft. Um, right. Which is obviously their biggest hole by a lot. I don't think so. I measure he's the answer. Um, and no, Noel's a free agent as well. Um, yep. Noel's not getting $70 million this year, though, I don't think. Nope. Um, okay, so we like him. Uh, what about DSJ on the flip side? Slight I think this winner. Him. You think it's yeah. a, Would you call him a winner? or kind of? I, I'd call him a winner just because the big thing with DSJ was his efficiency was so bad. But with mm-hmm. Doncic, like you're talking about getting as many open shots as you want because Doncic is going to find you. Yeah. Uh, I would call him just a slight winner. Because uh, his usage rate's going to go down, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's uh, definitely going to take you know his overall chances to make plays are going to go down. And not that he was tremendous in that aspect, he still had five point two assists. So um, you know, factoring him getting better combined with maybe more efficiency. So maybe he's looking at compared to a fifteen 
and five dimes last year, you're probably looking at. I think he hit 15 points again, though. Yeah, um, easily. I'm, con- I'm concerned the assist drop, um, and we do got to make him see. We has, he has to hit more open threes. Uh, we see we saw him go so so cold. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy when he was open on threes, he was 29 percent wide open. He was 37 percent. So okay, but he's got to up that number. He's got when he's open, he's got to hit like mid 30s. Uh, and then when he's yeah. wide open, he's got to be close to 40, which he can do. And he's got a nice looking jumper. So, I'm glad we don't have to worry about the tank in Dallas this year because he's had some knee soreness, and if they're not tanking, they don't really have a reason to be too cautious with him. I like that factor. That's also a good point too. They don't want to be bottom five, or no, they yeah, yeah they they wanted to convey. They, they right. Said, so they want to win games. They want to probably slot themselves. I don't think they. Know, I think they know they're not going to make the playoffs. But, right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Brooklyn. You know, not mm-hmm. where you might as well play your guy, see where you're at, and that's a fun backcourt, man. I mean, the Mavs are they like. Top five, top ten league pass now, but I think they have to be. Yeah, yeah let's, just see, so. let's just see who they get as a center. Yeah, man, if they get boogie too, I mean, even though it's not a great fit, it'd just be fun to watch for sure. That would hurt yeah. DSJ too. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, JJJ draft day loser, right? We we said we yeah. didn't want Memphis to t- whoever Memphis takes, we're not going to like that. But right. uh, Michael Wallace, who reports on the team, does a great job. Um, he said that whoever they draft is going to get at least 20 minutes, which makes sense. And mm-hmm. we saw this guy could be a stat factory. So Yeah. Um, you Again, you took him at 6-7 on the turn. What about now? Um, I still probably take him in the 7 just because he's a brand pick for me. I love the mm-hmm. guy. I think I still think he and, he and Doctors are the two best prospects in the in the draft. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little bit worried. Uh, Dynasty-wise, you have, he has to wait for kind of Marcus Gasol to kind of phase out. So maybe another year or two before, like, the full breakout. Yeah, <laughs> it should be soon, man. I mean, we've seen Gasol kind of slow down. He's obviously not relying on his athleticism. But, right. yeah, I feel like he's only got two or three more good years left, if that. So, I'll say this, though. If they move Marcus Gasol, I'm all in. Do you think they would do that? I think so. Yeah, maybe. It, I don't know. It's just so weird at the Fizdale thing. They always see right. that guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I guess we'll t- kind of tie him. And then we'll talk about some other books they had. Um, they went defense, man. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about the rest of their draft picks? Uh, Javon Carter. Javon, yeah. Talk about a really, really good handcuff for Mike Conley. This guy had, what, 3.2 steals his senior year. Mm-hmm. Going to be a defensive factory for stats. So kind of like that pick, man. Fits the Memphis yeah. style, too, so. Yeah, back-to-back conference defensive player of the years. Um, just he gets the Pat Beverly comps because he picks guys up early. And I mean, yeah. every, everything I read about him was like, yo, he's the hard. He's if you played ball, you're like, oh, I hate when this guy guards me. He's just a total pest. He's the same yeah. way. So yeah, man. I mean, look at who they played last year behind Conley. Yeah. Much love to all our boys, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's in a good spot and definitely got to keep an eye on. I wouldn't draft him, but. Um, definitely right. a guy I want to watch in summer league, see if he kind of grows a little bit. Probably a guy you might be picking up in March and April. Yeah, oh, for sure. Especially if they yeah. start losing games, man. I definitely yep. see myself drafting that. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I thought that was, I thought that, like, we bashed Memphis, but they drafted pretty well. I mean, again, their point, Andrew Harrison was garbage. Uh, right. They played Kobe, Kobe Simmons at point. Ben McLemore got minutes. They played Wayne Selden at the point. Yeah. All these guys. Like Marshawn Brooks was like their hero last year. Exactly. On the stretch. So, um, yeah, he's in a fantastic spot. Like, he probably slots in number two in the depth chart from day one. For sure. So. Oh, by the way, this actually helps Brooks a little bit. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, they didn't really draft much wing help. So, yeah. definitely got to keep an eye on. Yep. 
<sighs> Still can't draft him yet. Uh, okay. Um, so, I'm going to talk to What about the Hawks, man? I think Travis Schlenk, their GM, is kind of getting too attached to his old job. Uh, he was an assistant yeah. manager for the Warriors. And like, oh, look. Trey Young, he's like Steph Curry, except tiny. <laughs> oh, look. Yeah. All these guys are just uh, herders. Like Clay Thompson, he's six seven. He can shoot it. Okay, yeah. He's, he's a he's a white guy or half from here, <laughs> you know. He likes yeah. um, it. him. So I mean, it's cool. And obviously, these guys are they gain value, big value. Uh, like right. I said, going to the Hawks is the best place for your fantasy value short term and even long term. So, right. Um, I mean, I guess I'm okay drafting Trey. Maybe where Tommy took him. I think he took him in round nine or eight. One or the other. No, it was round eight. So I'm okay with that. But, um, yeah, and then also I think Herder's on the board, too. And I don't think... And Morris a pretty solid pick, too. Yeah, I don't think Trey Young shoots above 35% from the field as a rookie. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I really wouldn't. I, I think it's going to be absolutely brutal learning curve for him. Yeah, first year's going to so. be really, really tough. Yeah. Like, so, we said last, like we said the last pod, man, Atlanta's defense uh, yeah. is going to be DFS factory. Oh, for Target sure. Him all, se- all season. Um, I like the Hoiter pick though. I thought that was okay. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that was one of the uh, solid fit pick. I mean, they're gonna. Mm-hmm. It also puts a little more emphasis on them trading Bazemore. Um, yeah. So whose contract's pretty hefty, but he's a good player. Yeah, d- definitely. And um, I'm pick? kind of avoiding. I'm kind of avoiding pretty much every hawk though, except for John Collins at this point. Yeah. What about? And obviously, this means Dennis Schroeder is even more in the block, which we kind of knew already. Definitely. Um, They'd be lucky to get a second round pick for him, though. Yeah, they just pretty much have to dump him somewhere. Yeah. And take on part of his salary and take bad salary back and all that. Yep. So, um, but Deadman picked up his option, too. So Spellman, who played some five, he's short, but he has a good wingspan and he's a good shooter, too. Uh, yeah. From deep. So I thought that was a pretty good pick. They, they're obviously, they want shooting as much as they can get. Mm-hmm. So moving along here to, I guess, my boy. Uh, it's Mr. Mo Bamba. Um, it's pretty clear the Magic went as much length as they can. Uh, they also picked up Melvin Frazier in the second round. He's kind of a Jonathan Isaac light, rangy, needs to work in his offense. He was one of the best defensive players kind of outside the lottery, I thought, from what I saw. Um, but, yeah, he's not too bouncy, but just a sound defender. But, yeah, Bamba's in a great spot, man. Uh, I think yeah. they're going to probably trade or try to trade Vooch or dial him back. Um yeah, Vooch is gone, man. He's got one year left. They're they're gonna phase him out if yeah. they don't trade him. Bamba's gonna be just, if Bamba could, and he's been awesome. And I love listening to him talk too. He's, he's such yeah. a smart dude, big chess player. He also yeah. said that uh, if anybody plays chess, he says he likes to go second because it brings out his defensive side when he plays chess. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Also, he's from Harlem, so I can make references to Big L, my personal favorite rapper of all time. So <laughs> all sorts of stuff. But, yeah, I love Bamba. So this this is the question we talked about Wednesday, man. So what happens when some like Bamba goes to a better landing spot and Jaron Jackson doesn't? Uh, I said I'm, I'm taking Bamba first. Would you would you take Bamba or just pure redraft? Who would you um, take? Still going JJJ. Hashtag brand. Yep, and I'm, <laughs> I still think I still think Bamba's uh, going to be capped at 24 minutes as a rookie. That's I think fine. they're going to want him to bulk up and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's definitely fine. Yeah. He's going to fill it up with blocks and field percentage, but it's it's close. Yeah. I, I think both of them, their upsides are just insane. Yeah, I like how he's so. shooting the ball a lot. He's working yeah. with Drew Hanlon. He's working with Bradley Beal, Westbrook, a bunch of dudes. 
working mm-hmm. with some other people too. So uh, I, for, I forget. He's working with somebody else now. That guy's like a traveling shooting coach. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love it. I think his free throw percentage is going to go up. Um, he looks pretty smooth in all these workouts. Obviously, shooting against an empty gym is different. And I mean, right. he could, even, could at least put a chair out there like EG on the on. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I like that. Obviously, Melvin Frazier kind of down the line. But yeah, this is, I think it's going to be great for Isaac's in a good spot again. We'll see if they bring back Aaron Gordon. Sounds like they're going to. So, and yeah, man, so much length. Like John Hammond, he is hashtag brand to the fullest with the drafting length, huh? He must have been. He, I wonder if Bamba was number one on his board because the success of seven ten wingspan. I think JJJ and Bamba are one and two for his board. Uh, yeah, I think honest. so. Yeah. Uh, they needed a point guard, but yeah, yeah. I mean they they couldn't. Well, I, once uh, it's good. I mean I don't know what the draft looked like next year, but they'll find themselves a point guard somehow in the future. Right. So, I guess one kind of side note on that is what about Orlando's point guard situation? Like, do we? They have to sign someone. Yeah. Or trade someone. So where are they draft? I mean, they're not going to go in there where DJ is their opening night starter, right? No, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they really want that number one pick next year. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's yep. also why I think that I like Bumba a lot. Because we yeah, know for true. sure this team's t- missing talent all over the place. Right. All right, so I guess we can move on to a pick that I love. And I, uh, I was big on Wendell Carter. I took him, I think, in round nine in the pre-draft mock. And I think he gained. I wanted him to go to Chicago. I wanted him to go to Cleveland or Orlando or something. And he did. And they really talked him up. I think he's a great fit next to Mark, and he's a good shooter. Um, he's young. He can block. He had good permanent numbers. I kind of love Wendell Carter, man. Instant starter, too. They, yeah. they compare him to Al Horford a lot. He can pass, shoot, set screens. This guy's a good player, man. Yeah, good value I, at seven. I love him. So he's probably after Donch. So I, I don't. I still probably got to lean JJJ, just kind of pure talent. But yeah. it's close, though. Mm-hmm. Just uh, because of fit, basically. Yeah, he's definitely I mean, a top if, 100 pick to me, for sure. If JJJ went to the Bulls, I'd be drafting him, you know, yeah. real early. So, yeah. it's a great spot for Window. Yeah, they're going to play fast. They they need people to score down low. So, yeah, I, I love that landing spot for him. Yeah. Um, so, it's good stuff. Um, Mr. Sexton, Mr. Colin Sexton. I wanted to call him Wyatt Sexton, uh, if anybody remembers <laughs> that. Uh, do you remember? Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so this is Florida State quarterback. <laughs> Back in the day, um, call it like early 2000s, and he was like, I am God all the time. How do you know this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. He was funny. I, one, of my, uh, one of my fantasy teams when I first started playing was the Wyatt Sextons. Yeah. I always, I always remember that, so shout out to anyone who remembers that. Google it. Anybody can Google it. Uh, anyways, uh, do you like this pick? He also said he's going to try to recruit LeBron. <laughs> Good luck with that. But, I mean, again, we said whoever Cleveland drafts is going to be in a phenomenal spot. So he's definitely fantasy relevant. I don't think he's the greatest talent in the world. He's got some holes, but pretty good usage rate. I think he's going to be – they're going to play up tempo, I think, if these guys leave. So he's definitely on the board, probably the number two guard to take. I don't, I don't eh, Maybe three. Maybe take yeah. Trey if you're punting field goal percentage. He's the best competitor in the, in the draft, but I don't think I can see myself drafting him yeah. by any means. I can. I can see myself taking him at like round nine, round ten if I need a point guard. Uh, rookie point guards, man, always make me nervous. I know. Right, if I'm, I'd prefer if I'm punting field goal percentage, but I right, think he's right. upside though. He's gonna get minutes. I mean, George Hill's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson pretty much is gonna play himself out of the rotation based on how <laughs> he already has. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
Uh, let's just jump ahead to Michael Porter here. I want to talk about him. He slid, and I mean, there obviously were big red flags. I was watching mm-hmm. after the draft, and some people were reporting that teams in the 20s had said they wouldn't even draft him there if he fell. And one thing that I was pointed out to me was he was walking kind of weird. Like, yeah, the stiff. Drafts, he had like, a really weird walking gait. I mean, you could tell this guy is not 100%. And then Matt Moore, HP Basketball, had said that he was kind of inferring that it sounds like a redshirt's a legit shot for the mm-hmm. Nuggets. And, I mean, they have no reason to play him. So, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, expect to see him. This is my earliest prediction. I don't think we see him at least until January. That's pretty fair, man. And the Nuggets are okay with that, though. They're getting yeah. a huge value there. Yeah. So, you can't draft him. No, not in redraft. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to slide. And, I mean, dude, I don't know, man. Uh, everyone has had, like I said, Gallinari. Is, I think I made the Gallinari comparison. You know, young guy, bad back, and tall. Yeah. Like, Gallinari is one of the – and obviously there's different injuries. but And then someone I read who I don't know, he covers football – uh, he compared it to like the tiger back injury, and like these, these things are pretty scary. So huh. uh, yeah, but yeah, redraft he's totally hands off. But right, uh, dynasty what like seventh? I mean, I I'm pretty scared to draft him. Uh, yeah, sixth or seventh, depending on how much risk you want to take on. Yeah, I mean, I trust these team these team doctors moving him down that far, man. That just is a red alert to me. Well, the Hornets are just bad at drafting, and so are the Clippers. So I think that was just a mistake on their part to pass up a talent like that. When yeah, you're going to be bad, it. when you're going to be bad anyways, you got to take the best player available, and yeah. that was Porter, and they didn't do that. Yeah, and the Knicks, all, Knicks fans wanted him as well, but yeah, yeah got to be careful. And then Joel Embiid said to keep uh, his name out of this. And then Joel, oh, we should mention social media side of this. Um, Joel Embiid also said, "Don't compare me to Aiden. He plays defense." And I think the winning tweet of the night was from Andre Iguodala when Luka Doncic came out and uh, with his mom and his grandma. And oh, Iguodala, yeah. Iguodala tweets out, Mom's decent. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? And I, I love Rob Perez right after that. He goes, all right, Doncic, the first play of the game against the Warriors, you're calling out Iguodala going one-on-one with him. I love that. <laughs> yeah, got to. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about what another kind of social media story slash lighter side story is Mikel Bridges, who was drafted by the team that employs his mom as the VP of HR. Mm-hmm. He's doing a press conference talking about how great it is to be around mom. He's his mom's only son. And he gets <laughs> traded to Phoenix in said press conference. Cold-blooded. Um, so, Welcome to the NBA. Yeah, man. It's a business, as they say. Yep. But So just the, the details on that was Bridges and... Or, I'm sorry, Bridges... Uh, goes to Phoenix for Zaire Smith and a 2021 20, unprotected Miami first-round pick. That's yep. a pretty good pick. And Brett Brown said he's quote-unquote star hunting. And so they save even a little bit of money from the rookie slots from going from 10 to 16 with mm-hmm. this difference in, in salary from Zaire Smith and Bridges. So I, I think it's a win-win. I mean, the Suns are pretty happy with how they ha- are with just their depth of how many picks they have. So they're yeah. not going to miss that. It's not again. It's not it's their pick. They kind of took advantage of the Dragic deal and Pat Riley, who doesn't care about draft picks. So right, um, it, it's kind of it's a little bit like what the Sixers did with Fultz. We're like, okay, we have so many picks anyways. We can't even like look what happened with Chris and Bender. We're already talking about it. you got to trade one. So kind of yeah. the same principle. I mean, Miami's may not be very good in twenty twenty one. So that could be a really, really, really good pick. But yeah. um, 
yeah, so what do you make about uh, Zaire Smith or anything else you want to add? Obviously, the Sixers are way, way too deep. Yeah, I love the pick, though, because J.R. Smith can just come in, slowly develop his offense, and just completely focus on defense. Uh, they they um, posted a lot of those workout videos of Smith with the Phillies, and he's just blocking shots everywhere. Like He really yeah. stood out, and I think it's going to be a great fit. I, I could see him playing 20 minutes right away there. Yeah, all the Philly beat writers, man, they were all over this guy. It seemed pretty yeah. clear that, I mean, I, I follow some Sixers fans as well, and they are like, yeah, we're probably taking Zaire Smith at 10, which is too soon. And so it worked out. They got the guy they wanted. They said it's 1A yeah. and B, so... Yeah, I thought it was um, – they did really well um, to get that 2021 pick. Again, we're talking a couple years down the line, but definitely can see that pick being an impact, especially maybe as a trade chip to yeah. get somebody in China, a sign trade. Uh, moving on, the Clippers, another team that is not done, I don't think. Uh, they went so heavy. They already have Pat Beverly. They signed Lou Williams to an extension. Pat Beverly is only on the, only on the books for one more year. But mm-hmm. um, Austin Rivers has picked up his option, so he's around for $12.3 million, whatever it is. What do you think here? I love SGA. I think Gil Garrison Alexander is going to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, what do you? Th- I thought Jerome Robinson was too early. Um, he's you know, kind of a combo guard, almost like a Lou Williams. He has a Lou Williams comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to play point guard, but he almost looks like a shooting guard out there. But I don't know, man. It feels like they got something going on here. I like SGA and. Eli Okobo are my two favorite point guard prospects in this draft. So I think Clippers did good to come away with SGA there, but then they blew it with Jerome Robinson, one of the worst defenders in college basketball. But uh, I don't like SGA's immediate outlook. I mean, he's got Beverly in front of him, Rivers, Lou Williams. Like, that's a tough landing spot. Yeah, it was weird because he was kind of focused on who he would uh, work out with. He declined working out for the Cavs, according to Brian Windhorst. But he worked out for the Clippers with the Knicks, the Hornets, and I think somebody else I'm forgetting. So yeah, Magic. He, he was okay. Yep, he was okay playing there. So, but yeah, he's not a, barely worth drafting though. Right, not a redraft target, but I still think he's going to be the best point guard yeah, in this draft or up super, there. Yeah, he fits so well, pick and roll guy. I think it's a decent shot. He'll be really, really good. Yeah. Um, what about so they made a trade with the Hornets, who took technically took SGA, and they traded him for Miles Bridges. So what do you? What do you make of that pick with the Hornets and what they're doing? I uh, don't like it at all. This is another case of Michael Jordan watching two games in the uh-huh. NCAA tournament and then uh-huh. t- t- taking the guy that stands out, which is just like Frank Kaminsky all over again. Don't get me wrong, Bridges might be a decent pro, but there's about five or six guys with more upside they should have taken a flyer on. Yeah, Michigan's, a lot of Michigan State guys have panned out, though. Yeah. Especially defensively, Gary Harris and Draymond Green. Right at the yeah. top of the list, but yeah, I don't. I'm not drafting him. Right. Uh, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Uh, he's another again kind of lighter side moment. Had the levitating hat, which was hilarious. Yeah. But, um, yeah. A lot of people talked him up. I saw some people compared him to Donovan Mitchell. Well, again, obviously that's a very, 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 very high bar to set. But yeah. I, I don't see myself drafting him. I really try not to draft wings that aren't kind of primary ball handler capable. I mean, maybe he comes out and starts in summer league, but he's got size. It's more for defense. Uh, obviously, the Spurs, this is the first time they drafted a top 20, what, since Duncan, I think? Yeah, so, and we've we've seen Spurs be super cautious with rookies. They basically redshirted Murray by putting him in the G League all year. Mm-hmm. So, unless Kawhi's gone, it's, it's going to be hard to draft Walker. Yeah. And one, one small red flag is he had a meniscus injury right before yeah, college he missed half anything. the season so yeah. that's something to keep note of we we don't like knee injuries in yeah. fantasy uh so other non-lottery guys uh, i think aaron holiday's interesting dynasty um 
going UCLA back to back down Collison. Um, probably not right away. May have to earn his minutes. And then Jacob Evans, I thought was an interesting pick. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Slater, one of the best beat reporters out there, had said they almost picked him for the Houston series uh, <laughs> for, for his length. He's a tremendous defender. Yeah. Um, so he could shoot too. So really good pick there. And then the funny one, Robert Williams. So this just came out today. They can't find him for this press conference, which is <laughs> hilarious for a guy who already had red flags about whether if he liked the game enough and so on. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. One of my favorite picks, though, was Josh Okoji. I mean, yeah. number 20 for the Wolves. I mean, we know Thibodeau is going to play starters 48 minutes, but mm-hmm. if he d- decides to change all of a sudden, I think Okoji could get minutes. He's got, what, 42, 43-inch vertical a good wingspan, really good defender, and he also gets Don Mitchell Collins, but he's not nearly the offensive player he is. Yeah, so. he was easily the best athlete at the combine. Like, yeah. he was top three in like every drill, including the vert, which you mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, he he's just insane. So uh, definitely like drafting athletes. Uh, for yeah. Especially if, maybe if he's good, I mean they trade Wiggins, which probably will never happen. But, uh, and then the other play they took, uh, Kade Bates Chop. I thought that was a really good pick. He had a, a just. One of the best players, Big Ten, Big Twin, Big Ten Player of the Year, um, the stat stuffer can shoot it. Had that little heart issue, which is why he slid. So uh, I thought that was a, a really good pick there too. Not that he's going to be fantasy and back. Maybe he will be. Um, other names. He's definitely oh, a Thibodeau guy, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, other guys, uh, Gary Trent Jr. Again, the Blazers bought this pick. They finally got a wing. They've been missing wing depth. This guy's a knockdown shooter. And interestingly, the Blazers were saying the team that they're going to try to give him minutes right away. Uh, we huh. saw that they're pretty thin. They're going to – they never really filled Alan Crabb's role. So I think that's kind of what they're thinking is kind of have him come off the bench and fill in, which is yeah. worth worth the look. Uh, obviously, CJ and Dame are two of the most durable guys in the NBA. But, I mean, besides Mo Harkless playing well for, like, you know, a 10-game stretch, like, there was just nothing else coming on from the perimeter from this team. Yeah. So, there's uh, there's two more two more second round picks I really liked. Um, Mitchell Robinson at 36 for New York. Talking about a lottery talent if he played in college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> insane vertical like this guy's seven foot seven four wingspan. I think that's a good gamble for New York. I mean they don't really have a center right now because Przingis is hurt. Cantor's probably opting out. O'Quinn opted out already. So man, Robinson can be sneaky for his blocks. He had a higher block rate than Jaron Jackson coming out of high school. So. Nice. Yeah, he's a total pogo stick. I love that pick. That was one of the best yeah. picks too. Just pure upside. What are you doing in the second round? Like take his upside pick. Exactly. And one more too, Jared Vanderbilt. I think that's an awesome pick. He was hurt. He has like foot injury. Yeah. yeah, three foot injuries. And then talking about a guy who gets a lot of Draymond uh, Green comparisons because he's a good defender, good passer, uh, can get you steals and blocks, and one of the best rebounders in the draft. Even yeah, though he's yeah. weak, so I think it was like nineteen per forty minutes. Nineteen points yeah. per forty. Yeah, yeah and then, then also up, man. I thought Brunson was a fine pick. Obviously, yeah. with all the awards he won, definitely could see him get minutes. Um, Dallas really went perimeter-oriented, man, um, which is wild. So that pretty much shows, tips their hand, what they're trying to do in the offseason. Yeah, they and I know Costas is raw, but I like them taking a flyer on him, number 60. Oh, it's if number only, 60. If only for the reason of um, convincing Giannis to come in like three or four years. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's totally That's smart, man. That's a smart move. Yeah. All right, so one other thing I do want to talk about, which we kind of hinted at, Dwight's going to be gone. So how <laughs> high are we drafting Jared Allen this year? Um, I'm going to go around 50. Yeah, 50 is the number. I think 50 in the – if I don't, know, I don't know where the Yahoo and ESPN are going to rank him. What do you yeah, think? If, gonna... Well, if, I think if you're not drafting against Roto World uh, 
uh, knowledgeable people, I think you can get them late still. I think you can still get them like eight or nine. Yeah, I honestly, don't I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could after seven though. Right. I mean, I'm just saying like some people are gonna be sleeping on them again. Yeah, especially with how not thin a household name are. yet. Let's yeah, see. definitely. Yeah, there's gonna be some sneaky bigs to draft late, man. Oh yeah, a lot of teams big are gonna time. be playing young big men, so yeah, we have something to take away as well. All right, anything else you want to say? Nope, that was a great draft. I guess wish yeah. we had some more trades, man. Yeah, we'll probably get some next couple days, man. Something's yeah. got to go down. Too many teams drafted too weird. Somebody take JJJ for me. <laughs> Please. Come on, Danny Ainge. Take, yeah, JJJ and Parsons contracts. Do Hell it. yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for going on, man. All right, thanks, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.